Fair warning, friends, we will be discussing the conclusion of David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy with many a spoiler. You have been warned. Doctor, come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Shit just got real. Better alive, you are coming with me. Samsonite! Way Welcome to Very Famous Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Robb. I'm John Valley. And I am Robert Jordan Hunt. Do I make you horny, baby? Because today we're talking about the end of Michael Myers and Halloween ends. That's right, folks. The end has finally come. David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy has finally come to an end. The much-anticipated finale of uh, what is believed to be Jamie Lee Curtis's final performance as Laurie Strode. Apparently, it's in writing. Uh, Jordan, give us a synopsis on this uh, very divisive film. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy. So before we get into our reviews, I just want to take a moment of silence here. We can all breathe. We all really wanted to love this movie. I think uh, the world wanted to love this movie. Um, but we have a little division here uh, within the group. Um, almost. I, I'm, I'm going to anticipate, I think, a split ticket vote Uh-oh. here on whether we like this movie or not. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> Someone's I'm dying ready. at the end of this episode. I'm so ready. please stick around to find out who it is. It's Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was anticipating this movie for so long. I, I love David Gordon Green. I love Danny McBride. I love their writing. I love their approach to filmmaking. I have What did you loved, feel about the first two? Loved, capital love, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. I get, 100%, I get the critiques. I even get the critiques for this newest one. Um, but there's something about the way that they make these movies that I, I could just watch them forever. And I feel mm. like as I was watching Halloween Ends... I knew it was a bad movie, but I was enjoying myself thoroughly. And and I think a lot of it has to do with being in the movie theater because the sound design in these movies, the music in these movies, of course, are fucking incredible. And so that alone was like really entertaining. You know, this isn't like Christopher Nolan coming in and being like, oh, "I'm going to show you the real Michael Myers," and like we're going to make we're going <laughs> to make it. Impression. <laughs> Thank you. Like we're going to we're going to make it realistic. It's like no, like these movies are lifted almost uh, oh, soap operas, and I just I love that like fine line of kind of sort of corny dialogue and kind of uh, saccharine emotional high points. But then the brutality and the horror aspects are incredible. And I think as much as I've loved Michael Myers and the Halloween saga, I don't think I've ever been scared of Michael Myers as much Mm. as I have been with these David Gordon Green movies. Mm. That said, Halloween Ends is not scary. It, it just it was so entrenched with trying to play catch up because as we will discuss here, they're introducing a whole new set of characters, a whole new narrative that we have to kind of like get to know. And it was really disorienting. And Michael Myers literally does not show up in the movie until 41 minutes in. Yeah. And it's strange. It's a very, very strange move. Yeah. So just give us a rundown on how's it, like where we're at. In the franchise, what so, the story is uh, for Halloween. So th- this uh, this is very important because uh, to to this movie as a whole. Because I actually watched all three in two days, and excellent. I, and, um, and I think that really 
helps because it's important to remember that Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills take place in one night. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all one night. Mm-hmm. And Halloween Ends opens in 2019, but the majority of the movie takes place in 2022. So four years after that fateful night that takes place over Halloween and Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. I think that's very crucial. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that. Uh, not, not that it matters too much, but I think these movies flow really well together. Like having watched mm-hmm. them all almost back to back, all the details, very small details in Halloween ends, that like recalling from Halloween 18 and mm-hmm. Halloween kills. Um, it may, it's an amazing through line. I think I'm a huge fan of this film. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think it's fucking awesome. Warts and all. It's not perfect. It is sloppy. Um, and not all the characterizations work. And like, you just kind of have to, you know, like the love story between Allison, um, Laurie Strode's granddaughter and, and this new character, Corey, who we're going to explain a little bit. It's very quick, but I do think there's an argument for why you can at least buy it. But this movie takes a huge swing, mm-hmm. a huge left turn from what we even think a Halloween movie is. It's almost more of a character drama, first and foremost. Yes. And I, I don't know. I think, well, because David Gordon Green, being as good a director as he is, I think he does handle it well. You see a lot of the Danny McBride dialogue sneaking in. I felt it more in this installment than any other one. There's so many hilarious lines and weird lines all delivered by different people, especially Jamie Lee, who just seems to like relish saying his words. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's this one spot where she's like, you know, look at trauma and just show your tits to the world and like give them, say, fuck you or whatever. It's like, that is the most Danny McBride thing I've ever heard. And it's coming out of Jamie Lee Curtis's mouth. But I, I like that this movie did something different. I like, and, and David Gordon Green went on record uh, sometime between Halloween Kill saying that each movie was going to feel completely different from one another. And, and they do. And they do. And also, and maybe I'm, I'm getting on this train too early. This trilogy encapsulates the franchise as a whole. And which I think I'll come back to that point once we talk about the movie oh, a little bit great. more. Oh, great. I'm, I'm all in on this movie. Sean, Rob the Slob, <laughs> who needs to find a job, what do you think? Well, I'm the guy that's going to come in and say, I did not like it. And, I, and when I say I did not like it, I mean I really did not like this movie at all it's weird because as the franchise went on so initially halloween 2018 i i wasn't super into like when we first saw it i I was a little soft on it i I didn't understand kind of the the pacing of the movie yeah but you've been soft for like a number of years yeah well it's a medical (laughs) condition okay okay (laughs) cut him off guard with that one halloween 2018 uh when i initially saw it didn't love it but then when I saw Halloween Kills and I saw this kind of how it seamlessly flows into itself, I completely changed my opinion about it. I, I turned around having loved Halloween 2018 now because of its uh, correlation with Halloween Kills and just how it makes way more sense when you watch them back to back because it really is almost like watching one movie. Yes, Halloween yeah. and Halloween Kills are essentially one film split yeah. into two. Like you said, takes up the place over one night and... I loved it. And I think Halloween Kills being like the, the the crowning jewel of this trilogy, it's so brutal and it has so many interesting technical qualities that I mm-hmm. felt like the first and last did not possess. The reshoots of from the original and <sighs> you know, oh, using yeah. real actors at the, the guy who played Donald, Donald Pleasance and it's it's not a CG rendering, it is a real actor. I thought there was just because he looked like him. Like they didn't plan to have uh, him back in it. He actually, it was makeup. Yeah. There was a, there was a fair amount of makeup, but overall I I think those first two are so great together. And, you know, obviously people will have endless opinions about the Halloween franchise forever. 
uh, what you love, what you don't. <laughs> and as we move into Halloween ends, you're completely caught off guard by this weird time jump. First of all, there's two time jumps. Two. So it starts with this pretty brutal sequence where a child dies. Can, can we not let's can we talk about that scene for a yeah, second? Yeah, of course. I think that because opening scene is like we're it's talking about gnarly yes. as fuck. And it's genuinely like honestly, I haven't been that startled, it's not the right word, but just shook um yeah. by by a slasher movie and a, like that was shocking. Well, it certainly yes. sets a precedent. Yes. And it sets a very strong precedent at from the very start where you're like, "Oh shit, this is going to pull no punches." Yes. And kind of like the second one, the second one is very brutal and kind of oh, almost yeah, toys the with the idea brutal. that it's like there is no escaping Michael Myers. Right. It, it just it's like we're going to kill a bunch of firefighters. Try. Yeah, like right. killing kids and firefighters and stuff like that. That's such and like pets. That's so yeah. taboo in movies. Yes. It's taboo because it is an absolute brutality. It, it does play into the concept that Michael Myers is truly evil. Mm -hmm. But in this one, we start with uh, the Corey character. He's babysitting a young kid, and he's he's a he's twenty one years old. He seems like a good boy. He's got a bright future. His Doesn't hair is seem combed. Like a good boy at, at first. At first, he's got his hair is combed right. He's got glasses. He's he doesn't shaven. even drink the beer in the he fridge. He doesn't even drink the beer in the fridge. But he's taunted by this child, this little piece of shit kid. <laughs> well, he's taunted by children this whole movie, right? So this little <laughs> shitty kid decides he's going to scare <laughs> Corey, right? And he locks him in in the attic or whatever, and makes him think that maybe Michael Myers is in the house. And so Corey makes us think starts freaking yeah. out. He starts banging on the door, yelling for the kid to let him out. And then he eventually kicks the door and it knocks the kid over the banister of, of and he falls like three stories, three stories or whatever, to like... his death as the parents walk in great timing, mom and dad. Oh yeah. And walks right in. This kid's dead. Everybody <laughs> hates Corey. Then we jump to four years later, three years, later. three years, excuse me. And so now we're seeing what has happened to the characters from Halloween Kills and where they're at now. Laurie Strode, uh, her, her, her granddaughter, her granddaughter it, Allison, yeah. played by Annie Matichak. And She's great. we're kind of catching yeah. up with them in this sort of new therapeutic stage of their life. Mm -hmm. And I think their ideas about inherited trauma and things like that. And I, I, I think it's interesting conceptually, but I felt like the follow through... I felt like I was watching a soap opera, like you said, which I don't know if that was the intention or not. But after you see this child die, it becomes such a soft movie for a while where everybody's like, I'm just figuring it out and everything's going to be OK. And we bought a house and blah, blah, blah. And then. But isn't that what you do when you experience trauma? You try to figure it out. Right. But I, I mean, you know, this is a fucking Halloween movie. No offense to the writers and 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 maybe what the Which original there were a lot there were a lot. Yeah. did you notice how many well, many more writers. writers there were on this movie it was only like one or two more there was like four writers there was like 17 writers <laughs> there was 28 added. writers on this film 17 added on to the 28 yeah. from the original mm -hmm. yes but no there were a lot of writers on this movie and i i can't help but wonder if david gordon green is thinking about some other movies that he might be writing and he needed some other writers to come in to fix up what was maybe a great idea. Like, I think there's an incredible movie buried somewhere in Halloween Ends. Ba basically, like, the big twist of the movie is that, you know, we haven't seen Michael Myers for 40 minutes. He, by happenstance, because he gets beaten up and thrown over a Corey bridge does. by these... Corey, Corey yeah. Um, Michael finds him, drags him in, and he doesn't kill him. He, he He's about to. He chokes him because he's... Oh, we find out he's been hiding underneath the bridge for the last three years. He lives in a sewer. He's 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 losing his power. It seems he seems weaker, and he's about to kill Corey. And then he sees Corey's trauma. 
he sees that he has experienced something horrible through like osmosis or it's like the movie starts to get supernatural almost yeah which is for cool. sure i was i was I, like I willing like to go there i was and willing to go there i i and well i went there but Basically, the movie kind of turns into like a transfer of power almost because Corey is now really getting infected by this trauma and and, and seemingly overtaking my my uh, Michael's I don't want to say abilities, but he, he basically becomes the new Michael Myers. It's essentially right. the the big twist of this movie. He's becoming like a copycat killer, and he's inspired right. by Michael. He's he's gaining some kind of power through his evil acts. Which and is cool. It is cool. And I'm sorry. The more Michael kills, the more powerful he becomes. Did y'all notice right. that? Oh yes. yes. Yeah. Like he like it's like he's kind of like getting off on it, which yeah. is both realistic because I think that is a real thing for a lot of serial killers. But sure. also, as we're sort of tiptoeing into the supernatural aspect of it, it, it's very satisfying. It's very cool, and it has this like again uh, among the many references throughout the entire trilogy. There is this uh, reference to Halloween three with like, oh, it's it's the mask because right. Corey even goes so far as to, you know, when Michael Myers is sort of in this depleted state, he tackles him and and you know beats him down to the ground. Very and steals very his controversial mask. scene for a lot of people. Yes, people were yeah. not okay with the fact that Corey could just take out Michael. But like, again, I'm I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to concede that like, okay, maybe he's getting some kind of extra power from killing and since he's not uh i like the idea that Corey can kind of control how much power this weapon is uh, yeah a- able able to possess so he steals the mask and then we get this brief moment where Corey's walking around as michael myers and it's really cool yeah and i feel like there's 30 minutes of the movie that could have been scooped out between Corey being like sucked into the drain which is again like a very cool shot where like Corey falls off the oh, bridge yeah. He's presumably dead, and then all of a sudden he gets dragged out of the frame, and we, the audience, know that he's being pulled in by Michael Myers, but they never show it. Yeah, It, it cuts over to the storm drain, and his body's just being sucked in in this really creepy yeah. Stephen King kind of way. And I was thinking, like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to have this supernatural thing. The spirit of Michael Myers is going to imbue him. If we would have just cut to him finding the mask and then going on a rampage, I think that would have been really satisfying. Yeah, mm. I, 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 there are beats throughout. I mean, even initially, there's a love story in here. And yep. it, it is that initially when we see Corey get beat up by these band nerds or whatever, he cuts his hand really badly. Laurie Strode notices it. She takes him to the hospital. And the hospital Allison works at. She's trying to hook him up. Yeah, Laurie Strode is trying to hook up Allison because she's sad and lonely. And she knows this kid is sad and lonely. They've both been through insane trauma. They're both like looked at differently from the whole town. And right. she's just like, they can help each other. They th- mm-hmm. The town blames them for the sur- sort of this, per- these perceived acts of evil that right. they're not really responsible for. And so immediately horny ass Allison is all up on this. All dude. I love like, over in a him. way that is I'd very buy- weird. Her is so cool. I, I, I liked that, but I mean, I will concede. <laughs> John, John loves when women just will be horny around him. It, it undeniably rushed that bit. Oh, so it, it, rushed. it can't, it can't be denied, but I'm personally, I'm willing to go with it because it does makes it like, if you've both been through that kind of trauma to actually find somebody who knows what you're going through, you're going to like attach. Is it that healthy? No, no, not at all. But you're going to attach them real quick. But at this juncture, do either, are either of them fully aware of each other's trauma? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. They both know who each other are. Lori knows because she says it multiple times. Okay. Like when she meets um, Frank in the grocery store, she mentions like who it is and, and he acknowledges, like, oh yeah, he's a good kid. He just had a 
bad fucking luck. And yeah. there's this cool thing too with structurally speaking, these characters are extensions of Laurie and Michael. Totally. And so for it to be exploring this almost Stockholm syndrome kind of aspect of their psyche is really interesting. Right. You know? And and that plays into Laurie's dilemma where all of these town people are virtually blaming her for right. for being the magnet for Michael Myers and, and keeping Michael Myers around. It's Laurie's fault. And so it starts to explore this question of how symbiotic are these two? Yeah. And I love that it manifests out in, into their children to your point of uh, generational trauma. Yeah, inherited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It, it's very cool. And I wish the movie was more about that dilemma of essentially the, the torch that Laurie is handing off to Allison in terms of just, you know, the next generation and now it, it's complicated with the fact that she's not scared of this new version of Michael Myers. She's, mm. like, attracted to him. Right. I, I really liked that. And well, there I always like has they, been a lot of sexual tension. There's, there's one shot in the movie that is worth the ticket price alone that is, I think, undeniably the best death of Michael Myers. Shoving him into that trash compactor and that shot of him being, like, folded up into the trash compactor, that, I know. that alone is, like, Fucking awesome. I agree. It was That's great. like one of the coolest I agree. singular shots of the entire franchise of Halloween. It, it was it was incredible. Yeah. And Michael Myers has never been what's the word I'm looking for? Deleted? Eighty six? Obliterated? No, Obliterated. In H2O he had his head chopped off. Yeah. Big fucking wood. But he wasn't ground <laughs> into a puddle of Dude, meat. Right, right. Yeah, How do you come back from that one? <laughs> yes. And and David Gordon Green talks about when they were filming that scene, it was like super loud because this machine was really turning yeah but he's like you could hear a pin drop on set like nobody was talking oh, yeah. everybody was just staring at this thing when they like yeah. put the body down onto it and then turned it on and just yeah chews it up in a really disgusting satisfying way that really does put an end to michael myers it, yes it is very good but i will say once this movie does kick into slasher mode there are a couple of great kills yeah. i mean they cutting off the tongue to the dj yeah, Torch to the face, which yeah. they you get a pretty good shot of that. Um, I did enjoy seeing like the the gore was great. Like when they do cut his throat, mm -hmm. it is rushed. The warts and all, as I said earlier. Yes, you love I, the warty parts. I love that. It have did you ever had a wart before, Jordan? That's none of your goddamn business. Have you ever had a wart before? I have one right now. I really like they did something different. I, I do love that, and and maybe that's where a lot of my love comes. But I think that they executed on most. Where of does it. your love come? Like the original, so Halloween 18 is basically your, I, I will say standard, but in a, in a nice sense, your standard Halloween movie, right? Your basic Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode, right? Your traditional Halloween movie. Halloween Kills is the amped up sequel, right? Similar to the original Halloween 2, which took place also in the same night as the original Halloween. Mm -hmm. And then Halloween Ends is the franchise left turn where Michael's barely in this one. Uh, it's not what anything or anyone is expecting, which is exactly what happened with Halloween 3 back in the day. Like, it's very clear what their intention is looking back on it now. Like, and I think that makes sense. And I think that's fucking amazing. Uh, to be fair, uh, Season of the Witch is weird as fuck. And I feel like this one isn't they're as not, they're weird. They're not weird. They're, they're not similar in any way other than their hard left turns. Sure. I think it's important to acknowledge that. And I, to me, that gives me a lot of enjoyment from it as well. Well, it's been acknowledged. Um, moving <laughs> We've on. We've acknowledged it, Jordan. Uh, Jordan. They're upset because I'm right and they can't handle it. Their brains are fucking melting out their ears right now. Jordan, let's get down to brass tacks here. Tell us how well this movie is performing. Uh, I know it had an explosive <laughs> first weekend. 
but we are now into weekend two. Tell us the the saga. How is Halloween ends ending up? Well, it's making money because the budget is so small at about twenty million, and but it debuted with forty one million dollars in its first three days. Now the original opened with about seventy eight million. The Halloween Kills dropped to forty nine million, and this one has dropped to forty million. But still, huge numbers, especially for horror. But it had a huge second eighty percent drop in weekend two, which is catastrophic. No matter how you look at it, it is Not bad, bad, bad. Not a lot of rewatches going on. People, well, this movie is insanely divisive. Uh, you either love it or you hate it. Well, for the most part, John, you're you're kind of in the middle, but you're I mean, an anomaly as a person. Yeah. But, John never um, picks a side. But it doesn't matter because it's it's profitable immediately. You know, it, worldwide, it's at like eighty million dollars. Again, the movie only costs twenty, and That's it's wild. and and uh, uh, you know, once Blu-ray and rentals come in, like it's going to make plenty of money. And I think that's why they were able to take such a risk. Do you think there's going to be a DVD release of these movies? DVD. Yes. So, so it's moving it, on past these numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a sad story. A sad state. It's of not affairs. a sad story because David it's still Gordon making Green money. Is done. He's done in this town. He'll never Until make a he movie makes the again. Exorcist Until remake. Yeah, he's making yeah. an Exorcist And now a new found Exorcist out trilogy. David Gordon Green is making the uh, an Exorcist trilogy reboot. Uh, well, it's not, not a, a reboot. Remake. It is a sequel. It's a sequel to the original. It's the exactly like Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which well, we'll see if that's a good idea. I don't know. And, and let me let me say uh, as as many problems as I've had with this movie. It doesn't take away from the fact that I love David Gordon Green and you know the right, people like, who worked on this movie. I I think maybe that's partially why it was such a letdown for me too sure, because totally. I, I am a huge fan of their other work and this one for me just completely missed the mark. I look for I like honestly I am weirdly looking forward to this Exorcist movie even though I was well, really brings, let down by this Halloween movie. It doesn't take away from the fact that I fucking love 2018 and and Halloween Kills and I think that honestly. In retrospect, it's like, man, I don't, I don't even know if I needed the third movie, sure. you know, and, no. and and I think that those first two are just so tight that yeah. seeing the third movie, it almost maybe if this movie came out like years later and it had nothing to really do with the franchise, you know, may, maybe I would have felt slightly different. What if this it. was the first movie they put out? Right? Yeah, like the, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Um, but either like even so, it's like even even though you didn't like this so. movie. David Gordon Green clearly likes he's got interesting pitches and takes on this stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be boring at least. So I think as it concludes here, we're split ticket on Halloween ends. I think we all love the trilogy. Sure. We love we love DGG. Now moving on to uh, a just a heartbreaking saga that we have been chronicling here at the very famous movie podcast for since since the beginning. It's been 40 years to quote mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Laurie Strode. It looks like Ezra Miller is facing some <laughs> real jail time here. I, I saw, no! I think it's 24 years for, this is regarding the kidnapping trial. Th- they are going to be on trial and are possibly facing a maximum sentence of 24 years I, in prison. Apparently, Jared Leto has come out of the woodwork <laughs> to... Jared Leto is actually his lawyer. Ezra Miller's lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Morbius lawyer and Morbius and he's, uh, yeah. attorneys at law. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought he was just funding it from the gobs and gobs of money he made off of Morbius. And that's our show, folks. Thank you for listening. Join us next week when we talk about... I don't fucking know what we're talking about. Go see Halloween Ends and tell us what you think in all of your hateful comments.